Shlomalechem Mishnah Yomi is holding in Sukkah, Perik 4, fourth chapter, Mishnah Vav, Mishnah 6. Kamasehu Bechol, like its doings on a weekday, Kachmachasei Shabbat. So too they would do on a Shabbat. Now this refers back to the previous Mishnah, talking about the Aravot, the Arava, the willow branch ceremony. Recall they would cut large willows and place them around the Mizbeach uh, to, to adorn the Mizbeach. So on Shabbat, they would do it a little bit differently. They would go down to Moza, to Kalania, as we mentioned yesterday, and cut them Erev Shabbos. Instead, and place them into golden buckets, so they wouldn't wither, so they'd be in their water, in their element. These are Arve Nahal, they like the water. Rabbi Yochanan Bebroko Omer, Rabbi Yochanan says, Hariot Shodeko Hayumavin, they would actually bring palm branches to the temple. Now, Hariot Deko, these are palm branches that are left on the tree, and as they get older and drier and harden, they, they spread out. We, I think we call them palm fronds, commonly in English. You'll see them uh, in California and um, Tel Aviv and throughout Eretz Israel, once they've been on the tree for a while, they, they spread out. They're no longer like the lulav that we have that's like a straight stick. All those little branches, they, they get spread out. So it's possible that Yohan Broca is arguing just about this the last day or maybe about all the days. He said that maybe they would put these palm branches around the Mizbeach instead of the willows. Uh, but in his opinion, we're, we're bringing some palm branches. And they'd actually hit them on the ground, on the ground next to the Mizbeach. This was called the day of beating the branches. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, they would be banging palm branches onto the ground. We do know there is an ancient, ancient minhag. We call it a minhag nevim, a minhag from the days of the prophets to uh, beat the aravot into the ground um, at the conclusion of, of the tefillot, uh, of the morning prayers on Hoshana Rabbah. This is an ancient minhag with many mystical meanings that I do not claim to understand. Now on to Mishnah Zion. Mishnah Zion's interesting. Let's read it first. Miyad Hatinokot, immediately the children, Shomtin at the they would open up their lulav, the Ochlin etrogehem, and eat their etrog. So they would unbind their lulav and, you know, hey, we're done with our, with our arbaminium and we can go ahead and eat the etrog, and that's okay. The idea here being that even though these species were sort of hooksal a mitzvah, they were set aside to do a mitzvah, but th- those belonging to children, it was really a mitzvah of chinuch, is what we're trying to do, we're trying to educate them. So their etrog would still be edible, even though it was a little bit set aside for that mitzvah. Now there's another reading to this Mishnah, which is miyad, from the hands of Hatinoko, the children, shomtin at lulavehem, the adults would grab their lulav, the ochlin etrogem, and eat the etrog of the children. That is part of the simcha, part of the shtick. They would, you know, grab the etrog and eat the etrog of the children. Not, not the etrogim of the adults, because again, they're set aside to do a mitzvah, the raisa, but the etrog of the children was mishum mitzvah chinuch. So it sounds like the adults were snatching the etrog and eating them. Now that's normally, it's a shtickle gezel, don't try this at home, but perhaps they would uh, trade them for candies or, or treats or something else. Uh, but it was part of the simcha. It was like accepted as the minhag and the simcha. Like, hey, we're done with the mitzvah. Let's celebrate by uh, grabbing an etrog and eating it. Yashar and Shabbat Shalom.